This is the Attention Collection Podcast, a show dedicated to the art of paying attention, to the idea that awareness is ever-expanding, and to the core belief that everyone is capable of living a life worth noticing. I'm Anthony Garcia. Do you remember downtime? No? Let me ask it this way. Do you remember when we used to have empty space in between what we're currently doing and what we're going to do next? Or do you remember when we walked from one activity to another, carried along only by our thoughts or our fears or daydreams? Man, think about that. Do you remember daydreaming? The truth is these days, and yes, I said these days with air quotes like an old crotchety cynic. These days our minds rarely get the chance to wander. So I'm going to offer an experiment to see how far we've strayed from the path. Next time you find yourself out in public, look around. Now imagine this. Pretend for just a moment that you've just arrived into this public space via time machine. Whether that be DeLorean or hot tub, depending on how old you are. And you're seeing the smartphones for the first time. What would you think about the setting? What would you think about the state of society? It's a terrifying thought, right? But of course... We haven't come here via time machine. We haven't come through a time travel device. We got to where we are as a society over time, so it's normal. In fact, it's so normal that not having your phone out is remarkable. The other day I was at the dentist, and the person taking my x-rays commented how odd and refreshing it was that I didn't have a phone glued to my hand. And I have to be honest with you, for a moment... I felt strangely proud. Like, you're right. I don't have a phone in my hand because I can sit still on my own, because I can hold eye contact with a stranger, because I can be conversational. All of those things aren't true. I'm trash at conversation one-on-one. But for a second, I was proud. Of course, he didn't see me 20 minutes earlier in the lobby when I was scrolling an article or something else, staring at a screen now is socially acceptable because we've all made an unspoken agreement with app developers. We said, make it frictionless. Keep my attention. And you can have that attention for as long as I don't absolutely need to give it to something else. You know, like work or God forbid, a conversation. Phones, to be honest, have done so much for us. We can know the weather conditions of every continent, the net worth of that D-list celebrity on that one show that we saw that one time, and what time the restaurant we're thinking about going to closes, all within the space of a few seconds. We are globally connected. It's beautiful. I love it. It has opened up the door to so many amazing things. But like most things in life, the addition of one thing often results in the subtraction of something else. 
the addition of smartphones and apps and social media have added so many things and they've eliminated something that many of us try to escape and that's boredom. But the question I want to ask today is why in the world would we want to eliminate boredom? Linda Berry is a cartoonist, a writer, a teacher, among other things. She's been on Letterman a bunch of times. She's funny, she's quirky, she's odd in the best way possible. Um, and she's got a Tumblr account called The Nearsighted Monkey that is well worth your time. Well, she has this to say. The phone gives us a lot, but it takes away three key elements of discovery. Loneliness, uncertainty, and boredom. Those have always been where creative ideas come from. I can't help but agree with that. It seems odd that we would want to put boredom back into our lives, but boredom is an essential piece to innovation. I would imagine some of the best ideas have come from somebody just being bored enough to bang their head into the wall. Neil Gaiman, amazing author, has credited much of his writing and his ideas to being just bored enough to have to sit down and come up with a cool story. I want to go through these key elements that she talked about one by one. She talked about loneliness, uncertainty, and boredom. Let's take loneliness first. I don't know who led the study or how much credibility to give to it, but I've come across it several times in the last few weeks. There's a recent study that's come out that says 22% of millennials say they have no friends. Not a few friends, not a handful of close friends, no friends, period. Which begs the question, how can someone with possibly a thousand followers between their social media accounts be lonely? There could be any number of reasons and you know contributing factors, but I will wage that it's probably in some part due to no real connection. There's an online connection, there's a digital footprint, there's a presence of sorts, but I believe there's probably an absence of real person-to-person -person connection. Loneliness opens up the door to creativity. Loneliness opens up the door to reach out. But often we don't notice the loneliness because we're wallpapering over it. I'm scrolling through a list of people who love me. In fact, a hundred people liked my picture. Yeah, but no one was there to take it. No one was there to enjoy the moment that you're smiling through, assuming it's a real smile. That's just one factor. Key element of discovery number two from Linda Berry is uncertainty. Here's the truth. We get confused. We often feel lost. Anxiety bubbles up at unexpected times for unclear reasons. The problem is these feelings often drone on in the background, unaddressed. We don't even notice what's happening. 
And this is problematic for a lot of reasons. Obviously, we want to cover up anxiety. We want to put it in the background. But when we do that, it doesn't go away. In fact, it probably builds and grows and we just keep covering it up with digital noise. The benefit of boredom, the benefit of stepping away from our phones every now and again is that it forces us to face our uncertainty, our doubt, our struggles. Now, I realize this is on a spectrum and some people are absolutely overwhelmed by anxiety. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I offer no advice other than to say for many of us, the key to stepping over these things, the key to actually facing our doubts is to do just that, to turn off the distraction and look our doubts, our uncertainties, our fears right in the eye. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes that's the first step to actually overcoming them. Key element number three, boredom. Remember when you used to whistle? (laughs) Strange question. Remember when you would make up silly rhymes or you would count ceiling tiles or try not to step on cracks? Boredom makes room for two or three seemingly unrelated ideas to crash into each other and form something new, something profound, something innovative. When boredom is allowed to settle in, our brains become active in a whole new way and we see connections that we would have otherwise missed. The benefit of daydreaming is that we get to go into our unconscious, subconscious thoughts. See, when we scroll, when we're caught up in the scroll of life day to day, other people, Other outlets, other sources are telling us what to think next. Yes, we form commentaries on the things that we read and see, but if we don't have time to let our own minds wander, we're not going to stumble into novelty. That's why these ideas dry up, which is why I want to talk for just a moment about the shower. There are many things that make a shower magical, but one of the best things, in my opinion, is that a shower is one of the last remaining daydream studios. It's one of the few places that most of us don't bring our phones. Now, I realize there are exceptions. People have waterproof cases. You could go on Amazon and buy a a wall mount to put in your shower that you will actually be able to scroll on your phone while taking a shower. But I think most of us still have some semblance of self-respect that we haven't taken that plunge. And so when we're in the shower, ideas flow. Things spring up into our memories, whether we like those memories or not. But it allows us to get clarity on our thoughts. You know, some of us are like, I got to get out of the shower quick and write that down. That's good. Or I need to remember that. I totally forgot about that. Or maybe I should explore this or this would be something worth pursuing. And it happens in the shower because we have nothing but water and time. We have space. We have margin. It's built in margin. And if you're like me, it's a 20 minute shower. God help me save water, conserve, right? 
that's the defense of the shower. And this episode is a defense for boredom. We need it. We need to carve out time for boredom. We need to make space. What if in our calendars, (laughs) I don't do this, but maybe I will. Maybe I am challenging myself right now. What if we put time in our calendars, if not every day, at least once a week, to be intentionally bored? Between the hours of this and this, I'm going to be bored. No phone, no texting, no scrolling, no Netflix, no YouTube. Just me, my thoughts, boredom. And lastly, I want to put something in your attention collection, a movement, a revolution called Brick Mode. Somebody came up with a simple hack that makes it easier to put your phone down and enjoy the real world. It helps you set up an iMessage auto reply to just let people know, hey, I'm away from my phone for a minute. And you can even put the link in there so that the person that texted you can get on Brick Mode as well. I have the setting on my phone. I will admit I've only used it once or twice. But once again, that's why this podcast exists. I want to challenge myself with this stuff. So I'll put the link in the show notes so you can read more about Brick Mode. Use the tutorial to install it on your phone. And maybe, just maybe, carve out a little time to get bored. And one final quote from the wisdom of Linda Berry. She says, if it catches you sneaking out, Boredom will try to talk you into taking your phone. If you do, you'll be taking boredom with you. See, the goal is not to be bored for boredom's sake. The goal is to make ourselves bored enough to discover something new or to rediscover something. And assuming this podcast didn't bore you too much, but um, dad joke... Please feel free to share this, review it on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, tell people about it, help this thing get up on its feet. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And as always, get out there and live a life worth noticing. Until next time.